0: And welcome to GM the GM. This is a podcast all about everything to do with escape rooms, but from a behind the scenes games master perspective. Well, perhaps I should change that this episode to virtual games master perspective, because this episode is going to be about the difference between being a games master and being a virtual games master. I hope you enjoyed the last episode all about virtual games. Thanks again to Amy for coming on and talking all about them. I've played a few since based on her recommendations and it's been really, really good fun to play games that I wouldn't normally have been able to play either because uh, I couldn't travel there or just because there are just far too many escape rooms in the world. I couldn't possibly play all of them. So it has been really, really good fun to play some and Equally, it's been good fun to host teams from all over the world as well as a virtual games master. So, I'm going to tell you my little story for how I transitioned into a VGM. It was about two or three weeks into the lockdown, and I was chatting to a friend about escape rooms and about how my plans to run a mobile escape room had been put on hold because of the lockdown. So basically, just as all of the escape rooms closed, that was going to be the same week that I launched a mobile escape room experience. So that couldn't happen, but I still had the boxed escape rooms because the mobile escape games, I should say, because they're not rooms, the mobile escape games, (laughs) least, said rooms, are in a box so I still had those and I was chatting to my friend about it and she suggested that I take the game drop it off at people's house and then go and collect it after they finished playing the game which yeah not a bad idea but after thinking about it the logistics and the financial side of things it didn't really stack up But then it occurred to me that I could run it as a virtual game. Before lockdown, I'd played one other virtual game, which was a static camera on a table with a set of props and set of objects. And I had to play through the game and there were lots of puzzles and, you know, everything that an escape room should be, just on a much, much smaller tabletop scale. So it occurred to me, well yeah, I've, I've played one before, so I know it can be done, why don't I do that? So I adapted the games for virtual play and launched it. I'm saying I for all of this, it, it was more of a we thing because I didn't create the games, I'm doing it in partnership with another company. Just in case he's listening, I'm not trying to take credit for everything, okay? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we launched it, and it's been really, really popular. And I want to say since then, but that sounds like I was the first. I'm not claiming that I was the first to do it at all, but it was quite early in the lockdown. And since then, lots of other virtual escape rooms have popped up, whether that be the way I'm doing it with an escape game in a box, or people are taking cameras around their whole escape rooms, or people are developing purely online games, and some people are developing print and play games as well and even postal games so you purchase something and they will send it to you in the post for you to play at home it's really really bringing out lots of people's creativity and it's fantastic to see all of the new things that have come online and are available to play now it's it's really really great I lo- i'm loving it but that's how i came to be a virtual games master and there are a few differences to being a regular games master in an escape room so I'm just gonna chat about those a little bit. The first one and I'm sure actually most people that are now working from home can relate to this. Working from home (laughs) is a great thing. I love it actually. I've got an extra hour, hour and a half in my day now because I'm not having to drive to and from work and also must admit, I'm being a bit lazy. With the lockdown hair and makeup, I'm not making much of an effort. Because being a virtual games master, I don't ever have to face a customer. I'm always behind the camera. So if I haven't done my hair, I haven't done my makeup, and I haven't bothered too much with what I'm wearing, it doesn't matter because they can't see me. Yay! <laughs> but I'm sure that's not just me. I think almost everyone that's working from home is not making as much effort as if they would if they were going out. It's not just me, right? Good. Alright. Although I might not be taking as much care over my hair and makeup, I have made sure that my hands and nails are pristine. And I've had quite a few compliments on them, which has been nice. That's the only bit that's on camera, so my hands is all they see. So I have had to make sure that they look good. I say had to, I always do actually anyway, my nails are always painted. But that's just me. The introduction is different, I don't have to go over as much health and safety, so people are in their own homes playing from there, and therefore I don't need to tell them not to stick their fingers in plug sockets, not to unscrew light bulbs, not to throw furniture around and that kind of stuff, because basically if they want to do that in their own home, well that's up to them isn't it, I haven't got to worry about it, so that bit's great. I just do a little introduction. I just do a little chat with the players, find out how they are and who they are and where they're from. And I explain to them how the game works. And then we're just straight into the game, really. It only takes about five minutes, whereas in person, it can take a good 15 minutes, especially if they all need the toilet. (laughs) Whereas with this one, I haven't Really had anyone. Wow, I've had a few people suddenly like, oh, actually, I better just go to the toilet before we start. I've had a few people, but not many, and it's absolutely fine because it's not 10 people queuing for one toilet, so that's all good. The after game talk, as well, is also shorter because I still do a team photo, but we don't have to go back into the room, they don't have to pick up props and pose and you know, do all that other funny stuff that takes up time when you're in an actual escape room. So that is a lot quicker. And there's not really as much to say, I don't think. It's just when you're not face to face with people, there's just not quite as much to talk about. So it just doesn't take as long. I don't have to pay as much attention to the game as a virtual games master. And that partly is because of the no safety to worry about. So when you're in a physical escape room, you're being watched all of the time. And a big part of that is to keep you safe. And if you start throwing things around or climbing on things and all that other stuff, we can stop you straight away. Whereas because people are playing from their own homes, they're generally just sat on their sofa or sat at a table and they're not going to go swinging from the light shades and trying to rip off door handles and all this kind of stuff because it's their own house and it's not not relevant. So... (laughs) I don't have any safety to worry about, and therefore I don't have to be as intent on the game. Also, because it is just me that is able to move things and control the game, it kind of ends up being a bit linear, which means that it's very easy to know what's coming next. Whereas in a physical escape room, There's five people running around doing all different things. You have to pay attention to all of them because if they want a clue, you need to know what that person's found and what that person's thinking and whereabouts they are in the game in order to give them the correct clue. But for a virtual game, because they can only do one thing at a time, it's obvious to know what comes next. So you don't have to be quite as switched on. (laughs) You don't have to be quite as engaged as you do for a physical escape room. And I think I did say last time in the last episode with Amy that quite often I've got a little puzzle going on my laptop behind the camera because when the teams are just, you know, intent on a puzzle, there are a couple of tricky puzzles which some teams can take 5 to 15 minutes on for the game that I'm GMing. I just sit back and I just do my puzzle and just let them carry on and they know to shout my name or, you know, ask for help if they need it, so... I just let them get on with it. It's good. I like it. So there are tech issues with being a virtual games master, but there are different type of tech issues. For me personally, I don't have to worry about maglocks or sound effects or cameras. But if you are a VGM working in a real escape room, then you would still have to, you know, test and worry about all of that. For me personally, I don't. But I now have to contend with video technology. Well, I say I. Rather, I have to contend with the players figuring out how the video technology works. (laughs) Actually, most people are pretty good at it now because I think almost everybody's had a Zoom or a Skype or a Facebook Messenger chat with family by now. So most people are okay with it. But every now and then, I do get the odd person that doesn't know how to turn their audio on or doesn't know how to maximise the screen and that kind of stuff. So I have to talk them through how to do that. But that's okay. I really don't mind. And it is a lot less stressful than having to deal with a piece of technology in a room that's gone wrong. So that's really good. I actually only found out a couple of days ago that if someone calls me whilst I'm streaming a game, my audio cuts out and my screen goes blank. So that's not so good. I thought my battery had died at first, but then the call flashed up and I realised what was happening. Luckily, the players, I think, still could see everything, but I couldn't hear them. Uh, So I just sort of said, oh, sorry guys, uh, the screen blacked out you know could you just repeat what you said and it was absolutely fine but at least I know that that happens now that was a new one so even after having done this how long have I been doing this now probably about six weeks or so even still new things are coming up which you have to learn and deal with one funny thing that you have to try not to do as a virtual games master is get anything from your house or get anything that shouldn't be there in the background when you're moving the camera so if you're in an escape room this wouldn't be a problem I don't think because everything is set up and it's all there but because I'm doing a small game and it's in my house I <laughs> a couple of times have accidentally caught my shelves like behind the game and stuff you know when I'm moving the camera around so that people can see things and I did accidentally get a pair of my shoes that were on the floor and I thought oh that doesn't look professional so I had to move those for the next game but I've done that now I've cleared all the area now so it's all fine but that's just another thing that you don't really think about I just had my shoes like under the table and then thought oh damn they just saw my shoes that doesn't look very good so I had to move those oh do you know what I had a really achy back at the beginning of starting to be a virtual games master whilst I was still playing around with where to put the game, where to put the camera and where to put my hands. Oh my gosh, my back ached so bad because I was getting in some really strange positions to kind of try and show everything to the camera, but also be close enough to the game that I can reach it, but close enough to the camera that I can show it. And yeah, that took quite a few games to get their hang of and get everything in the right position, which I've now done and that's fantastic. But there are still some times when I get achy arms because people need to see things for a long period of time sometimes. In a regular escape room they would just go and pick up the item and flick through it, say a book for example, you know, they would just flick through the book, they could take as long as they want and that's fine. With a virtual escape room, they don't, they can't hold it in their own hands. So they have to ask me to flick through every page, you know, so they can just try and see if anything jumps out at them. And you imagine just like holding up a book for five minutes, your arms do start to get tired. So holding everything up for the camera has made my arms quite tired sometimes and I've had to try and position them so that I can like lean on things as I'm showing it to them. I've got a lot better at it now but definitely at the beginning there were a lot of aching muscles. Those are about the main things that I can think of that's different being a virtual games master. So I'm just going to chat a little bit about the difference as a player because I've played A couple of VGM games now and I do enjoy them. There are a lot of people that have decided that they don't like them and I do completely understand why and I think it's because they can get quite frustrating. If you imagine going into a regular escape room, team of three, four, five of you, you would all probably split up look all around the room, pick up things, look under things, you know the drill, you get searching and you're all active. If you've got a team of five people all just sat down watching one person do something, it can get a bit frustrating because one person in the team might want to do that direction and the other person might do that direction. You could have five different people wanting to do five different things. But because you're only controlling one virtual games master... You have to decide as a team what you're going to do first. And so I do see how people get a little bit annoyed, frustrated and impatient with that. So I know some people have decided that VGM games are just not for them. Having said that, I did enjoy the couple of games that I have played this way. I personally would recommend that the smaller the team, the better and purely for that reason that I've just gone over. If there's only two of you, then it's a lot easier to decide what to do rather than five of you all trying to compete for the Games Master's attention. And if there's any of you out there that would like to play a game on your own, then a VGM game or room is perfect. It's the perfect opportunity to play an escape room on your own. If you've ever wondered how you'd fare all alone in an escape room and whether you'd be able to do it give it a go now because you can just do it from the comfort of your own home you know you don't have to travel anywhere and it's cheaper generally at the moment the prices of a virtual game are generally not as expensive as going to a physical escape room so hopefully you can afford it a bit better seeing as it's just one of you. And yeah, give it a go. I would love for some people to play my game on their own. It would be fantastic to see. I would love that. And if any of you do do that, then drop me a line and let me know how you get on. With regards to it being cheaper, that's that's another good thing. And that's another quick subject I was going to cover. I don't know whether they're just cheaper at the moment because people are being kind because of the COVID and a lot of people aren't earning as much so I don't know if it's just people being kind or whether these prices will stay quite low even after the lockdown or whether even virtual escape rooms will continue to be a thing after lockdown. It all remains to be seen but for most of the games that I have seen the price is nowhere near a physical escape room price so take advantage get out there, well get out there, no, stay in, stay in there and (laughs) virtually get out there and play some games, grab some bargains and visit some countries that you may not ever normally have gone to. That's what I'm doing, I'm picking the rooms in places where I really don't think I'll ever go and I'm taking advantage of that and playing some of those and it's really really good, I love it. So thank you so much for listening everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the game that I'm running in case anybody wants to try it. There are three virtual games masters running this game so I'm not going to guarantee that you'll get me but you might do and for anyone that hasn't played one yet the process is basically the same. You go onto the website, you book Your slot, the time and the day that you want, and then a bit later you will get sent a link. And at your chosen time of the game, you just click on that link and you'll connect via video and proceed to instruct your VGM on what to look at, what to pick up, what to inspect, and what to do. So that's how it works. I'll put a link in the show notes, as I said, and if you want to come and try the one that I'm running, then please do. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and until next time, keep on escaping.